good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to the All Dead Jazz Podcast. And tonight I have Sherry Clemens with me. And she's going to talk about how her depression led her to her spiritual awakening. How she had to let go of her children for a while. And uh, how that helped her to basically go into this work. Because she had to do a lot of work on herself. And she ended up becoming one of the early Feng Shui practitioners. She's actually known as the Feng Shui Psychic. And she's going to talk about her gifts. How to discern if somebody's generally psychic or not. Why she coughs is a very interesting story behind this. And why being single can be a very good thing. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Okay, now we're we're on. So I have Sherry Clemens with me. Welcome to the show, All That Jazz Podcast. Because that's what it's called now. <laughs> I like that. So uh, Sherry is a, um, you do Feng Shui and you're also a, um, a uh, psychic. Is that correct? That's what they call me, yeah. Okay, so I read your... Um, I read the article about you, and um, the guy was um, uh, was very, very skeptical. And then he, uh, I think, he became increasingly more freaked out the 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 longer the article went. You know, <laughs> and I'm surprised he's still a skeptic, as you say. He's still uh, he's still very much you know in that in the you know materialistic kind of viewpoint. Well, and his wife became um, very intuitive and went on her spiritual path. And it's, some people is just, they're so left brain, they just can't go that way. And a lot of men, more men than women will completely discount that. Right. So, okay, for our audience that doesn't know, um, can you give us an example of uh, maybe with him or something else that... uh, people would be like freaked out, but then for you, it would be like completely normal. Like stuff you pick up about people and uh, things like that. Um, gosh, that's the never ending story. <laughs> uh, I think the biggest, the biggest issue, which you and I touched on uh, previously, it's the, the question of ETs. Uh, and their and their um, uh, presence around us, and I certainly, before my awakening many years ago, didn't. I actually realized that that was part of my knowledge and my history, even before my spiritual awakening, which is very unusual. Okay, so what was your, um, I read in the article about your spiritual awakening, so you had a period where you were uh, depressed and how did that come about? I was going through uh, a lot of personal challenges, Mm -hmm. uh, which is very common during a time of of pre-awakening. And 
there was every reason for me to be depressed and thinking I was going crazy. And that's going crazy seems to be one of the symptoms of a spiritual awakening. We don't know what's going on. And right. I did. And I was in West Texas at the time, which this is in, in, this has been over 30 years ago. And they certainly in the Bible belt didn't understand or have a preconceived idea of metaphysics or anything else. Um, and my, uh, therapist suggested I go through electroshock. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> How long so were you depressed for nobody's to, to set the context? Awakening. I'm sorry? How, how long were you depressed for to set the context? Like, to, was it more than a month, more than six months? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I had gone in and out because of, of um, uh, family issues, my upbringing, mm -hmm. that um, were religiously very um, narrow-minded as well as very difficult and without going into all of that. So it had been kind of rocky for a long time anyway, but um, I'd been going through uh, financial issues, which are very common during an awakening. Uh, this was back in 1987. I happened to be put into the hospital to undergo these treatments during the harmonic convergence. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've heard about that, that uh, uh, the energy... Uh of the uh, mankind basically that it raised during the 86 or 87, whatever it was, the harmonic convergence. Yeah. And I, of course, had no one to tell me about all of this at that time. And I, that's when I, and it went from just depression to really thinking I was going crazy. Well, part of it was the doctors had me on medications that I should never have been put on. Right, we, right. Yeah, and um, there are articles now, Matt, out on the internet that are excellent. Um, that this is, uh, if we had been in an in indigenous, uh, or if I had been in an indigenous culture, mm -hmm. they would have known that I was beginning to go into shamanhood or priestesshood or whatever, and that I was just awakening you know, my, my intuitive gifts and things like this. But in our culture here in the United States, that isn't the case. They just think you're going back crazy and stick you in the hospital or drug you up. Yeah, I would say uh, the whole Western world is like that. Um, there's no, because um, like I read the book, uh, I don't know if you know, Lisa Nella, he was a doctor, MD, and he wrote a book called uh, uh, Kundalini Psychosis or Transcendence. And it was about uh, how, um, I don't know if you know about Kundalini, but his theory was that some people are going through an actual spiritual experience, other people are psychotic. And, and he, was, um, he was treating people that had the Kundalini awakening in a way. There's many ways of going through it, mm -hmm. but um, especially given our, our pharmaceutical uh, dominance, in, in planetary wide now, uh, they they just want to make it go away. This started really happening with uh, obviously with the indigo children and things like that. That they they came in with a consciousness much higher, and uh, the doctors and the 
therapists and things, they could, and the teachers couldn't control them. <laughs> so they, right. they came up with the term ADDHD or ADD and um, started them pumping them full of drugs that then shut down their ability, their intuitive and God-given, you know, blueprints. Right. Maybe a lot of those ADD slash ADD people, quote unquote, are actually not ADD. Maybe some of them are maybe misdiagnosed, you know, and they just have maybe a high curiosity for life, let's say. Exactly. And a lot of them, I know my uh, oldest daughter was one of the original indigos. She was born in 79 and she came out just she was talking like you and I are about mm -hmm. six months old. Wow. She just, yeah. I, yeah. I was pushing her in the cart. She was about, she could hardly sit up, you know, but she was in the cart at the grocery store. And I said, so Ashley, Amy, what do you want for dinner tonight? Hmm. I think I'd like escargot and uh, it was something like, eggplant or something like that. These things I had never, ever fixed for her, much less they just came out. So uh, these, uh, in, in the late 70s, early 80s, into the, by the time in the mid 80s, children were being born, uh, thus the term indigo, and we could go into why that term was coined or whatever, but uh, remembering remembering and now with this this third generation from them these kids are coming in even remembering past lives right even remembering their past lives so it's a whole new dynamic yeah so would you say that some people basically people come in at a different uh level of awareness of various things and um spiritually psychically and otherwise so uh, everybody's like unique in a way with a set of circumstances they bring in but you're saying that now there's um there's a lot more uh kids that are coming with an awareness that, that there's something more already at an early age they they are coming in in droves now you can see them um in their eyes they look like old souls instead of they look like little old people sometimes instead okay. of children you know and i can see one across across the parking lot and yeah and i i knew uh i knew a girl i'm not gonna say name but we call her i used to uh tease her i call her grandma and she was like i'm 19 years old <laughs> yeah she was like taking care of everybody and stuff maybe to a fault i don't know but she was, uh, yeah. Well, I had that conversation with my youngest daughter when she was about eight or nine. Um, we were in the car one day and she was expanding on her wisdom also. And I said, and this was before I knew about past lives or whatever, really. Mm -hmm. And I said, honey, I'm the mommy this time and you're the daughter this time you do not have to take care of me so and and we're in a higher frequency Matt as you know particularly mm -hmm. since uh, the harmonic conversions it's just you know gone crazy so the children that are being have been born especially after 2000 and then particularly after 2012 
they're they're walking in and being born in a much higher level vibration on the planet than my generation was right would that depend on the parents and the country they're born yes absolutely yeah so, because society growing up in in the conservative south here in the u.s um i didn't know about all this stuff right yeah. so you were born in what what state new mexico new mexico okay yeah that's pretty nice santa fe and all that like uh, very fancy <laughs> well i was born in albuquerque and that's okay. before it turned so shishi yeah it was very what does that mean back. what does that mean shishi shishi is high high maintenance high oh yes okay uh, yeah yeah but definitely i uh did but I was actually raised in New Mexico uh, until I got out of school. And uh, it was down the oil fields of New right. Mexico. So it's not as beautiful and lovely and spiritually uh, evolved as Albuquerque and Santa Fe and Taos. Right. Well, it is what it is. So you're, um, so what happened then in, in 1987? Did you have somebody help you get out of your... Um... Uh, depression or spiritual crisis or awakening whatever uh, no not for several years i had to go through um several more years of pure hell it went from bad to worse uh fine you know uh personally um i'm mm -hmm. not going to go into all the details but it it got much worse and um but as I look back now, Matt, even after lose, you know, losing everything, losing absolutely everything, um, there was a reason. Um, my children actually ended up um, moving to California to live with their dad during mm -hmm. that time. And as I look back now, years after, if I had been the primary child raiser uh, at the time, I wouldn't have started doing the work that I did. And I was on the cutting edge. I was one of the only um, feng shui masters in the United States. Uh, when, when all this started, there was only one book. I don't know, there were no books out in English at the time that I started. So, um, that's is and that's where so many people their worlds have to totally unravel and go to hell and completely leave us on our knees mm -hmm. and there's always a reason it'll it will always come out in the long run if it doesn't kill us first <laughs> you know uh, if, if we can walk through it and trust it, I couldn't trust it. I fought it, but I didn't right. know. What, I didn't know. But were you like, uh, uh, diagnosed with depression or, uh, was it something else? Oh, it was depression. Yeah. Okay. But you're and saying so that depression, then it's, uh, sometimes a vehicle to, um, well, sometimes it can be like, you're going the wrong path in life, but sometimes it can be actually before you you raising consciousness as it were yes okay that's often the case but uh, so were you psychic before uh, then before the awakening or 
after? I didn't know even what it was. I mean, I was, I was raised not knowing any of these things. Not even being under, I didn't even understand intuition really. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure I was because we all are, but especially in my generation and in my culture that I was raised in, um, this was just not part of the educational system. And many times, uh, it, all over the world, uh, even today, these children are, you know, who have sight and are seeing ghosts or seeing angels or seeing auras around people, uh, their parents will say, oh, you're just crazy. There's nothing right. over there, you know? And, and so it, by about six o'clock, I mean, six o'clock, six years old or so, they begin <laughs> to shut it down. Right. Yeah. I, that's interesting because that, uh, that's what uh, my first guest said that she, around the age of seven she like shut it down yeah. because uh, her mother was freaked out by something and she just shut it down so do you see auras and stuff like that do you see more than auras because uh, you mentioned that you, you can because some people are like sensory and some people are more like visual um, I don't know how, how that's called as far as psychic abilities but um, I don't have sight I will feel colors and if I'm doing a reading or something I will be given a color around them or what they're what they're penetrating but with my own eyes I do not see them okay yet. so um, I've heard a lot about psychics over the years and um, uh, what do you think about the because some of them are um, I would say obviously not uh, gifted in that department and are just using it to uh, probably to, you know, to, to benefit uh, financially. So how would you tell? Because somebody could, uh, I don't know, the best example that I can give is Darren Brown. I don't know if you know, it's a famous British, um, uh, what is he, like a magician, kind of showman, um, card tricks and all that, started with card tricks and then hypnosis and all that. And he was able to, uh, I think he had a show when he went to Sedona and he he uh, managed to convince people that he's a uh, he's a faith healer, and then uh, but then he revealed that actually he's not. Um, right. Uh, and he also convinced some people that he saw aliens, and then he was very convincing and all that. But uh, obviously he fa he not faked it, but he he was pretending. He was very convincingly pretending. So how would you? Uh, discern if it's a genuine thing somebody has, has a genuine gift or if it's uh, something that's um, used to manipulate money out of people that's very common it's very common um, it's beginning now um, Matt to, now that so many of us are being called to do remote readings and things like that. Um, it's okay, can you clarify to... remote readings? Because people don't probably don't know what oh, it is. Psychic readings, okay. Or medium, acting as a medium who uh, contacts um, people who passed on to the right. other side. Okay. Um, it's e because it's easier, I think, 
to fake somebody out if you're sitting right in front of them. Can you, uh, I'm sorry, I'm picking up the, the, anytime you touch a table or something, I'm picking up on the microphone. To, oh, okay, yeah. got it. <laughs> um, like the article that you read about yeah. me, um, that was done on the telephone. And that was done almost 20, it was 18 years ago. And the, the author of that will, uh, there was no way, I, we'd never even met. And I was just picking up things, picking yeah. up things. And so then you know that somebody's the real deal. Um, oh, so you're saying that through the phone, there's not much uh, chance of manipulation? Not as much. Okay, that makes not sense. As much. And this is where we are all, I think, headed into these higher levels of frequency and, and awareness and consciousness, Matt, is because we've got to learn, and we're seeing it right now, um, these last six months, we have to learn discernment. We have to bring in our own consciousness and begin to, to understand and pick up what's true and what's not true. Because we're right in the middle of a cesspool right now what's true what's not true and we're and for those of us who have very strong discernment we had no idea it was going to be this difficult uh given the situation we're in right now. oh yeah seems like the stakes are getting higher and higher they are yeah, yeah. Uh, um i just want to clarify uh you mentioned ets earlier and we didn't expand on that so can you go I'm curious uh, about the that phenomena and guides and all that. So um, can you go a little bit into that? My awareness hmm. is different than most, okay? Um, we have a group of metaphysical spiritual people that it's all about angels and all about guides and all about these beautiful beings of higher consciousness that I totally agree with. Right. I don't necessarily, and this is me, okay? And my um, experiences with these higher beings is that they, may, they don't necessarily have, radiate these, um, have, have wings with feathers on them. Okay. Okay. And fly through the sky. Uh, I think they can be levels of consciousness that if we have sight and we can see them, that they emanate their, their energy fields in light that we may perceive as winged creatures or some people, um, it, it's, it's a complicated thing. Okay. To get through in, in this deal, but ETs, okay. One of the things that I began to understand before my, even my awakening, for some reason, I remembered that I am Pleiadian from the Seven Sisters star system, the Pleiades. Mm -hmm. uh, we talk about star seeds now, those who carry in um, past lives from other galaxies, from other star systems, et cetera, right, et cetera. Right. Now it's becoming very common. 
but how I knew I was Pleiadian even before I had awakened is um, still a mystery to me. You know, I once read this uh, Michael Newton book about uh, he was doing past life regression and all that. And he said that uh, some people were on a planet that had no sense of humor. They were people, but they had no sense of humor. And he found it so difficult. <laughs> I was like, wow, imagine that. Yeah. And imagine if somebody had a sense of humor, then they'd probably be executed. Like, you, you can't say that. <laughs> well, so, we saw, saw that on Star Trek and stuff like that. So oh, yeah. See, I was never into that. Maybe I need to, I need to watch some Star Trek. Um, oh, yeah. I remember the, uh, there was a, a robot that tried okay. jokes and uh, the human being was like, don't, don't try that again. <laughs> <laughs> He had a lot more to learn. <laughs> so yeah. ETs are basically extraterrestrial as basically what you're saying is that it's an energy field that we don't see and it's not from here. Is that basically the definition? ETs or, or galactic beings are just from other star systems or other planets or even other galaxies. They're... It, and we cannot conceive, Matt, as humans, anything that isn't already there. And right. we've been watching Star Trek. We've been watching sci-fi. We've been watching Star Wars for years. And when you begin to get into this work, there, these, these beautiful um, uh, authors are just tapping into other levels of consciousness and bringing through the information directly from the source. Yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm into spiritual stuff, but I'm like I'm also like my basic uh, foundation is religious and Christian. But uh, I'm kind of glad I've never seen something because I think it'd freak me out. Like I'd be like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Unless I'd seen an angel, then I'd probably be like, "Yeah, this is." And that's nice. one <laughs> we, That's where we, as humans, will bring in, and our consciousness will alter, perhaps exactly what is being shown to us so that we can deal with it in a in a form that is pleasing and understandable to us All right so you, yeah so you don't think that somebody will see something they're not ready for no i mean some people do oh yeah. right like uh i've had a friend he was a schizophrenic for a while and he was he saw things and heard things that he didn't want to and that's Wow, that's that's so scary to me. I would not want to be in that position. But that right. seems like seems like it's connected to the brain. If there's a, some kind of deficiency or something, and then it opens up the door to the um, um, astral plane. In a way, that's not healthy. That you don't have any boundaries. Uh, you you have to learn like the shamans do how to walk between those worlds. Right. Is that what you do? Is that, uh, can you shut it off your gift or can you, is it just always there? Like my empathic abilities? Yes. Or psychic. everything. <laughs> I, you know, do you know what sun flares are? Sun flares like. Erup um, eruptions that come off the sun. Yeah. Okay. I think so. I can, no, you don't. But anyway, <laughs> for the Schumann residents, I'll, I'll right. teach you things or and these are alterations in our magnetics they are alterations or explosions that come off the sun 
sure. and then co go through our atmosphere and hit the planet. And now for 30 years in this, it's kind of like the full moon concept. Right. You know, so many, all the hospitals, all the law enforcement, you know, everybody knows during a full moon, a lot of people can go cray cray, can go crazy. Hmm. Okay. And these other anomalies that are happening all around us and magnified in the last several years can, can emotionally and physically really make a disturbance in our physical and emotional beings. And they don't understand what is causing that unless they know about these anomalies. So you're saying that the sun, uh, like the sun flares can, can influence uh, human behavior in a way because it's, Absolutely. uh, I can like a cell phone, I can the magnetic, uh, things, um, influence. Cause like, uh, I've seen a lot of people, especially, uh, the, there was a big issue here in Slovenia that they blocked people from building 5g networks because, um, I guess it's a different frequency and it's more, uh, <clears throat> powerful so um do you think that that affects uh, human beings all of this uh, all of this affects human beings how our capacity to overcome them or not be able to overcome them is the question some people are not as sensitive to these alterations in our environment as mm. others um i can literally walk over um ground and i had an experience years ago i was in um north in a forest north of seattle here in the states and i was walking through this forest and i became very aware that there had been a battle and women and children had been raped and murdered and were buried underneath my feet native american from way back. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the only one that goes through these things. Okay. And all of a sudden I hit the ground. Sorry. I hit the ground screaming at the top of my lungs. I was on my knees just in agony. I knew that my daughter in this lifetime was in, in a previous lifetime had been raped and murdered and was underneath my feet at that time. Wow. I can't make this stuff up and nor would I want to. So your, your daughter in her previous lifetime was buried underneath my feet. And that's the same daughter that you have in this lifetime. Yes. Is that common that people have the same, um, that family, uh, recycles and all that. Uh, that's very common. Yeah. Cause I had, uh, back in the day when I was dabbling with past life regression, I had, uh, regressed a friend and uh, he, uh, he was, he's from New York and he uh, had a past lifetime that he was in China and he had the same sister in China, <laughs> the same exact sister. Yeah. And what was funny, this is the same daughter that I told you earlier that I said, okay, honey, you're the, you're the daughter this time. I'm the mommy this time. You don't have to do it. And that came through again years later, years later when I was in that forest. That we've been together before so so you, you can change roles you can be sometimes this that and so 
yeah, that kind of freaks me out because like uh, that could be then that uh, you could have a sister that you were married to in a previous lifetime and that's I don't know just uh, that just freaks me out into past life, yeah. <laughs> I actually do past life regression hypnosis and oh, yeah? that happens a lot so okay marry somebody like I would marry somebody this time that had been my wife in a previous lifetime or a sister or somebody. Yeah. Right. So you mentioned uh, that you do also past life regression. So what does uh, Sherry Clements nowadays do? You have past life regression, you have Feng Shui and you have psychic services, I guess, <laughs> as well. I'm an energy healer. Energy healer. Okay. So you do four Sound things. What, what is that? sound therapy sound therapy okay therapy once you tap into these energies and i know a previous uh, conversation you had with another energy healer science now calls it the field mm -hmm. that holds everything together greg braden and bruce lipton and all the scientists are talking about the field now okay once you tap into the all, all of this starts coming in, becomes understandable. Okay. Uh, what is, um, what is your opinion on, on the extension of um, mankind uh, from 1987 to now? Do you think we are, we are going up or do you think we are going down? there's there's no question we're going up okay we're That's going good. up because we wouldn't be in the chaos right now if we were going down we're oh, shining, right we're so shining light literally on horrible horrible things that have been happening for sometimes thousands of years and they're not mainstream news yet but they're definitely becoming thanks to the pandemic more people are realizing just how bad this world has been. You're talking about the the, the pedophilia rings and all that. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. We're not gonna talk about that. We're just mentioning. Expert <laughs> to say you took me there. <laughs> it's more. It's more than just that, though. It's right. Right. Okay. Um, We're not gonna go there. Yeah. Let, let me. Let, yeah. Because I. I. Uh, I'm very wary of going into topics that I'm speculating and I don't know much about and I don't want to, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't want to go into that. So, um, we'll, we'll just stay with the woo woos and the ETs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is your, what is your opinion though of the uh, religious experience as well? Because I have much respect for the, for the religious, uh, you know, I had, um, I was raised Catholic, but then somebody convinced me that, um, rightly so I think that, uh, you know, you didn't choose your baptism because, you know, in Catholic tradition, you don't choose your baptism. And then I had um, had a baptism in the Scottish Sea, which is brutal, especially in winter. And uh, but that was, uh, I thought, was very spiritual experience. It felt kind of, uh, you know, a cleansing in a way. And uh, actually, that was recommended also by a healer that I know that uh, that would be good for me to get baptized. And um, I'm glad I did. Um, but I try not to tell my, uh, you know, my grandparents or anything like that because I, it's not, 
it's not like I changed teams. It's just that I appreciate both teams, let's say. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. what is your experience? Does some, sometimes people come to you and then they become religious? Or is that more common that people come to you and then they, they leave their religion, let's say? I don't know that. I think they will expand right. their religion. They don't have to leave it or or stay with it. Mm -hmm. My own awakening from Christianity into my spirituality was when it actually happened, and it happened in a flash. I left traditional mainstream Southern uh, congregations and I went into a more spiritual to unity and church of religious science and things like that. And when my friends and family said, what are you doing? This isn't about Jesus. And I said, no, it is. It is. I now understand all the questions I had as a child being raised in these other religions now make sense. Now they have answered questions I've had since a child. So that was me. And, and I'm not here as, as a life coach or healer or whatever to change anybody's ideas. But what I am, have been called, what I have been called to do in my work is give information for them to ponder and look at as mm -hmm. they've been ready. Does that make sense? To yeah. expand to expand their awareness. They may think it's all bunk, you know. Um, this is common. Right. But then I get calls 10 years later and say, oh, now I understand what you were telling me. Yeah. Yeah, people are ready when people are ready. I think, because uh, uh, a lot of times I, I will have, I, I've heard information, but if you don't really apply on, or, you know, spiritual principles or whatever, then it's, um, uh, in a way, it's no use to me unless I, unless I actually try to become that. It's not uh, useful, you know? And sometimes it takes a while. Yeah. We're all, we're all evolving. I am, I'm going through stuff now, again, that's challenging me to move to the next level. And, uh, we're forever changing. Yeah. Only, only the mystics have arrived at a point where, <laughs> where they are kind of satisfied. I not satisfied, but they have, uh, they have, uh, like a flower. They have, they're fully grown. <laughs> and we are all in between, right? In various yep. stages. Yep. And I think those are special people that again, incarnate on the planet with wisdom that the rest of us maybe have not gone through in previous lifetimes or whatever. Um, right. well, they just come into a connection. What is, uh, so would you say that everybody that's born here, even people that are born in the horrible circumstances like a uh, blind deaf or, you know, without, um, uh, in a, a situation where this war, like born in Syria nowadays or something like that, uh, what do you, is that a free choice or is that just, uh, 
fluke. <laughs> if, if you talk to most spiritual people, mm -hmm. it's a choice that our soul makes before being incarnated. It's, it's, and we, and I will say through the spiritual uh, community, that's a strong belief system. And you and I talked about reincarnating over and over and over in the same, with the same family members often. Right. And what we will supposedly, and I'll say supposedly, do before we incarnate is we have meetings with this group of individual souls and we decide, okay, are you going to be the mom or am I going to be the mom? Are you going to be um, crazy druggy or are you going to um, walk on water? And, and oftentimes I know through my own experience in my family, my greatest teachers, both not just in my family, but in my friendships have been the worst relationships I've had. They pushed me yeah. to overcome judgment and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, today I was, uh, I was accused of putting, um, cause you know, uh, there's various, uh, types of rubbish bins here and I, that I put something in the wrong one and I thought I didn't. And I was so, I didn't say, but I was so mad for like a good half an hour after. <laughs> and this is like, uh, you know, family, you, you get so mad about, uh, small things that, uh, if somebody else said it to you, you wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't be such a big deal. Maybe it's, is it the history that, uh, makes it with the person that makes it so uh, more like explosive and so much prone to resentment? I don't, it, what, what, if you, if you read the ASEAN's work, the, the mystics school of the ASEAN's and Greg Braden's a, a wonderful scholar on the ASEAN's. Do you know who Greg Braden is? Uh, vaguely. Okay. He's a scientist, but yeah, we'll talk about that later. Okay. okay. Um, one of their great, their number one um, understandings is the people that come into our lives and tweak us the most, that push our buttons the most, right. are the very things that are they are mirroring that we do or that we have judgment about. Or that we have done maybe in a past life. Or, or it's this a life. unconscious personality trait that we mm -hmm. hold within ourselves. And they are the beautiful mirror to make us understand that that is, is um, part of us that we don't like about ourselves and we may not even be conscious of it. Yeah. Like uh, Carl Jung that said that anything that uh, disturbs us about other people is, is something that indicates about ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. And, and if not, because um, Greg for years and years and years have talked, because I've followed his work for many, many, many years, decades. Um, he went through personal traumas and dramas with people who were out of integrity with him personally. And he went to a Native American friend because he kept saying, what is it that I'm supposed to see about myself that's out of integrity? 
-hmm. that isn't me. I've tried and I've worked through this. I've tried looking and seeing where I'm out of integrity. He said, I don't see it. He said, and the Native American there in New Mexico said, it's not necessarily always a, a reflection of you personally, but it's that which you judge. Hmm. And I'm real bad about that. Judgment. J the judgment. I'm a Virgo. You know, I want everything <laughs> is, just is, like this. Yeah. So, so when, and my daughter called me on this when she was a little girl. She said, Mom, Mom, give them a break. <laughs> you know? um, so that tweak that you experienced at the trash can, okay? Yeah was just something that you judged and you have the ability to shift it and get over it or whatever oh, judge a small mistake by others says making it a big deal yeah yeah that sounds like me <laughs> <laughs> yeah true serum time right <laughs> yeah but by the way i knew also a, a girl that was really into spiritual stuff she was a virgo as well and uh, i remember oh man she had uh great person but she had great rants about Britain and uh, she was she's Scottish and she had great rants about the, the state of the country and where it's going and she had to... <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> it really was so uh, okay we haven't touched about Feng Shui that you do as well so can you okay. explain a little bit about your involvement with Feng Shui um the way I found out about feng shui before it really became understood here in the United States, and if I talked to probably, you know, a hundred people on the street, they won't know what it is. Right. Okay. Um, it's our involve. It's the way our environment and our planet and our surroundings has an impact on us. Mm -hmm. Is basically the easiest way to explain that. And I had gone from being a fashion designer into architecture. And then when I found out about feng shui, I realized that all of my designing architecturally and interiors and everything like that was right, right there in the feng shui principles. Being a Virgo didn't hurt either. No clutter, no, no dirty underwear, you know, hanging on the door or anything like that. It, so I was, I am very aware I was bringing through past life information in my architectural and design work that just went right into that. Mm -hmm. So um, when I began to, to go into feng shui and I was led immediately into teaching it and I go, okay, God, I can't teach this. I don't know everything there is to know about it. But it just kept, it, I just kept being asked and asked. Okay. I said, just work through me and tell me what it is I need to know and tell these people. So is Feng Shui something that um, you, it's like, is, is it basically like the energy flow of the space or the building? Uh, how that, so it's a positive one? So it's a net positive in a way? Trying to look it, at it from my rational mind. It, it can also be very... Um, uh, negative. Let me. Uh, okay. I think it was in the article, but I'll I'll tell your audience. I was 
um, designing a ranch in Texas many years ago, back in the 90s. And we were getting into the interiors uh, with my client there in Texas. And we went to this store and they knew that she had a big budget. So they said, well, we just brought these new doors in and I think you'll like these doors. And right. I went back in with my client into their storeroom. And I started going, and I said, get me out of here, get me out of here. And they took me out and they said, what is going on? I said, I don't know where those doors came from, but it's awful, it's awful. And they sat there and they said, how can you know? And I said, I know. And they said, I said, where did you get them? They said, we brought them up from a ranch in Mexico that they used to do lynchings around the property. Mm. Everything, because everything is energy, Matt, it absorbs the environment. So if we, and, and when you get into Dr. Matsumoto's work with water, the messages from water, mm -hmm. we, we all affect every, things affect us and we affect others. And that's where we are right now um, in, in our awareness of millions of us on the planet, that whatever we're, vi however we're vibrating, whatever we're putting out, is, mm -hmm. is affecting the people around us and on the other side of the, it's the butterfly effect that right. science now knows about. So um, I can talk to somebody in, in Israel from where I am in California. And if I tap into their land, I may pick up on, on toxic land under their feet or toxic water table. There is no time and space. And that's, I'm tapping into the field that ultimately is giving me information over here. Right. You, you mean like toxic my, as in... I have an internet. Right. You mean toxic as in <clears throat> there's something poisonous underneath their feet, like poisonous as in biological or can be emotional. Is that what you mean? It, it could be either one. Okay. I, I picked up years ago there in Midland, uh, this was back in the early 2000s, I was working with another group of, of spiritual and they were kind of testing me out to see what I could do and what I couldn't do. Obviously. And I did, a yeah, I, I <laughs> picked up on this one woman's home and I picked up on a oil field. We're talking about Midland, which is all oil fields out there, pump jacks and things like that. And I said, did you have a pump jack? I'm picking up three pump jacks actually right behind your house. And she said, actually, yes, I did. I said, those have been seeping oil into actually the water table that you've got your well connected to. Oh. I told her where that, ha I told her the part of town it was probably in. I'd never met this woman before. Right. Come to find out years later, I said, the, it, this covers a big area down there. Uh, Aaron Brockovich, who you've probably heard about, that Julia Roberts played. I, um, I know the, the movie. Yes. Yeah, you, yeah okay. I've, I haven't seen it. I, I With will, the toxic land. Well, they, okay. when they found out these oil wells had actually been seeping into the water tables, 
that I had predicted six or eight years before they wow. brought in Aaron Brockovich because of the situation. That's feng shui at its max. But but sounds like you are using uh, <clears throat> is is it uh, feng shui to use psychic abilities to predict? Because I thought feng shui meant the um, aesthetic kind of energy flow of uh, just a space. But you're picking up something more. Feng shui was actually the energies of the planet. Okay. Okay. That's why gypsies would move all over the place because there is a phenomenon on our planet. You've probably heard of ley lines where all the major uh, cathedrals and the Egyptian uh, pyramids and things are on major lines of energy that are very high energy and okay. Okay. positive. The opposite of that is geopathic stress, which there are lines all over the world which can vibrate and cause illness. Okay. Right. So it's best not to drive you crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And they're shifting all the time. They are. Oh my gosh. Then it's even harder to predict. But you can, you can douse it or you can feel it like I do. Okay. But this is what feng shui was actually about and started years, thousands of years ago before we had all this material so it's not about where you put the table or where you put the the chair or whatnot or the bed it's about something else it's it's beyond just aesthetics right 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 well what do you think about okay aesthetically speaking um because there's a big difference because i have a friend that's an architect and he's saying that he doesn't like the modern buildings because a lot of it is about efficiency. They're just like straight. They're very boring looking, but it, you know, it's cheaply made. It's efficient, but it doesn't have the, um, the ambience, the energy, the, you know, the, all that, uh, it doesn't look that good. Like, um, a classic example would be in France, the Louvre, which has the, uh, amazing building. And then in the middle, it has a very efficient pyramid, you know, which is a very, <laughs> very out of place thing to do to place there you know so is that something feng shui also teaches to be more mindful of where you put something in an environment would a feng shui practitioner put something like the louvre uh the put the pyramid there there was we're not going down that okay. road <laughs> read the dan brown books okay it goes beyond, but it is manipulating energy. Ultimately, okay. they knew exactly what they were doing when they built that pyramid. And we're not going to go down that road either. Okay. Okay. But read a little Dan Brown because he's done his research and he knows about that. But yes, it's and and stone circles and things like that. It's all about collecting energy it's all about connecting to the stars we're right now in the lion's gate if you know about that the connection no uh, uh tomorrow is the lion's gate the, uh, august or 8 8 okay okay and it's when the sun is in direct alignment with sirius okay and that'll give you and your you know audience something else to go fish on so, um, or Google up, these alignments also create energies. 
mm -hmm. okay, that and portals that we can uh, utilize for higher consciousness or shape shifting or whatever we we want to do. Okay. Okay. So, you mentioned shape shifting. Okay. Well, we'll go into that later. <laughs> <laughs> But feng shui is, is our direct connection because we have over many hundreds of years been disconnected, particularly last, <coughs> excuse me, hundred years from the earth. Before that, everybody was, you know, tilling the land and walking on the earth. And <coughs> I'll tell you about my cough in a minute. Um, oh, something is coming up. <laughs> okay, no, no, tell tell the audience because now it's coming up. So, well, okay. Did yeah. I tell you about the cough before? You told me. You told me the first time you spoke. So, okay. Um, for your audience that has watched the Green Mile, the movie with Tom Hanks, mm. they may remember the character, the big um, uh, prisoner. Uh, John Coffey, and John would take in people's bad juju or illnesses or whatever, and he would... <laughs> love, love that character. It was uh, one of the best. Him and Tom Hanks, just uh, amazing. But he would cough them out. And when I talk or speak or think about something negative, which we're talking about, negative uh, oh, earth energies then I don't want to take that on in my body. And when I started doing my work after I awakened, I, I encountered this cough. And come to find out, I'm not the only healer or, or psychic that does that. This, uh, you know, I remember today I had, uh, when I was resenting and all that, I had a period of about a few minutes where I was coughing. I don't know if that's related or... Uh... Next time you do it, think, become aware of what you're thinking about yeah. or discussing and see if that has something to do about. It could have just to do with, with your breath or whatever, but just be aware of what's, what's happening around you. Okay. Um, okay, shape-shifting, now that you mentioned that. I've, that's a term I've only seen in obscure videos on YouTube where people are like, um, I remember one time that, that somebody, uh, there was a video of, of um, a security guard at this event. And, uh, but the, the downside of this video was that it was very low resolution and this person had to zoom in and it kind of looked like it was changing, but I think it's because of the low resolution because he had to really zoom in to see uh, this um, uh, security guard or whatever it was. So uh, explain exactly, like, is this actually a thing and what actually happens? I, this is probably not, this is not on my high list of, of, okay. um, of, of education, but yes, it does happen. The shamans do do it, okay? Uh, but it's not my point of expertise. Does that right. work? Okay, cool, cool, cool. So um, with, with psychic phenomena, um, 
Because uh, I don't know if you're aware of uh, Rupert Sheldrake, but he does experiments where um, uh, you name four people that are you the closest with and and at random they call you on a phone that doesn't have a caller ID. And before you pick up, you're, you're supposed to um, select who do you think is calling. And mm-hmm. statistically, you get 25%. But, but he's done tens of thousands of experiments and he's gotten 45%. So that's a significant statistical deviation. So most people have this experience of knowing who's calling before that person even calls, or sometimes even a few moments before they call, you know? Right. Um, so is it, is, is intuition something that most people can um, enhance and build on? Is it something that we're just resisting because of our doubt? It's our programming. We all have it. Um, Remember when we had, uh, I don't remember, 2008 or whatever, the tsunami that went through Indonesia and killed a quarter of a million people? Uh, 2004. 2004. Is it that far back? Yeah. None of the animals were killed. They were already at the top of the hill. God would not have given the animals this ability and not given us but we have been deliberately deliberately programmed out of that innate and it literally is called innate these innate abilities that all humans have it was difficult one of the things when when will the, the author of my um, that article that you read mm-hmm. uh, called me the feng shui psychic before he printed it I go I freaked out I didn't I because every, in my culture the word psychic is of the devil right I say use intuitive don't use psychic and he said no that's going to sell more <laughs> more papers <laughs> true you know? And I've, I've now coined that because we've got to get over the programming that this, these intelli- in, intuitive hits that we get from God's source, it's telling us run or, or go this way or don't do business with that person or we have been programmed not to listen to that inner voice of ours that's so much more powerful and right on than, than our brain is. Right. But, you know, in my life, because I, I lived in hostels for four years, there's been cases where I've, um, sometimes I judge a person and then, and then I'll change my mind after. I'd be like, um, but this is usually when, about the time they leave or just after they leave, I'd be like, oh, actually, maybe I was wrong about this person or maybe, you know, maybe my initial judgment. And then, because then I usually I stick to it, you know. But then I was like, maybe my initial thing was not exactly right. And that's happened to me more than once. And so, so much so that I was beginning to, um, to question my, um, uh, my initial reaction to people, you know? It, it's a learning process for us. We mm-hmm. have it as children, okay? But again, um, it's 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 taken out of us or unprogrammed out of us. 
and there's except for say the aborigines or the native americans or some of the other indigenous cultures that can feel the planet like i do i mean i'm picking up right now 0.3 earthquakes that are you know hundreds of miles from here there's no reason I should, but I can even feel them or become aware that it's going to happen before it happens. We all have that ability, but we're so into our phones. We're yeah. so into the computer, the TVs, every, you know, rock music, football, you know, uh, NBA, you know, we are being distracted from the voices and the, the, the music that in our hearts that we need to be listening to rather than the BS that we've gotten plugged into. Right. So you recommend basically to, to get into touch with our intuition, to have a moment or at least maybe half an hour, an hour where you're completely silent for a day. No, not uh, for, for that time. And then just be without technology and just be quiet with our mind. I haven't had a, I haven't had a television in my life for over 30 years. Really? Okay. Well, I don't have a TV. I just, uh, I, I use a lot of YouTube though. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> it's not one drug, it's another. Yes. But it's, it's um, one of the other things is to become aware of, even if you're not, if you can't sit and be quiet. And I, there's a lot of people, more people on the planet can't sit and be quiet than those of us who can. Um, or not be in a relationship. One of the greatest gifts in the world as a young adult or older is to not have a, a romantic partner for a couple of two or three or four years. Well, hold on. Well, Cause I've heard some people say, um, more, the most famous one I, I've heard, uh, there was, um, uh, what's his name? James Gordon had uh, Kanye West on his show and Kanye West said that, um, and one year of marriage, married life is like uh, many, many years of normal life. Because so many, I, I, I guess it's because so many issues come up that, um, you know, it's, uh, but I think even without marriage, even if you're with somebody, I, it, chances are there's, there's going to be a lot of stuff that come up. But then... It's, a it's another distraction. Is it? Yes. And that's where so many religious um, groups, be it be monks or nuns or priests or whatever, many of us who go on even a spiritual path in the United States or wherever end up being alone because it takes us away oftentimes from where we need to be within our own journey. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's why I know my daughters were led to go live with their dad for an extended period of time it was because i needed to get my own stuff together and if i had been raising them i wouldn't have been able to help the thousands of people i have been able to help since since that happened okay i uh, completely understand resonate yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i guess my point was that there is um there's stuff that you learn in a relationship that is hard to learn without it, like tolerance and so on. But, but it's more, more like stuff that can drive you off the wall more than by yourself. So it seems more intense, you know? 
like the trash can scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just a minor thing, but it completely threw me off the wall for half an hour. So, yep. yeah, it, it's, it's really crazy. I'm glad it wasn't a girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, that, that that stuff will come later. And it's, uh, yeah. So, okay. Um, so you do past life regression as well. Do you, are you, um, um, do you use like regular hypnosis? Like you use a sort of a text and then, um, for people that don't know, it's like hypnosis uses basically a text and then lets people, um, kind of uh, subdue their conscious mind so they can act, get access to the unconscious. And is that uh, how you do your past life um, thing? That's the way I was originally taught and the way I got into it to begin with. And then it can expand to where you're not reading a script or whatever, but you're still working to aid your client into reaching another level of consciousness that they're not totally in the third dimension uh, and worried about the milkman coming in or right, right, right. The Amazon delivery coming today. You know? <laughs> yeah. How so can people, that okay. is, that is another way. I've had one uh, colleague, she, she sees past lives. She describes it like having um, TV screens in her third eye that come across and she picks up different screens about different past lives that she can pick up on your past lives. You have to be kind of careful about that though. Some are yeah. excellent. They're excellent uh, healers, but like you said earlier, some of them can be just, you know, charlatans. Yeah. And I, I am kind of, um, uh, I find it interesting that uh, if you meet somebody that has disability, that they, they say something about, because um, I had a, I'll tell you a story. I had a teacher who was very adamant. Um, what's her name? Georgina Cannon. She was my um, hypnosis teacher and she was very adamant that uh, she met some psychic and uh, the psychic told her, you know, I, uh, I, I'm seeing somebody over your left shoulder. And Georgina was like, I didn't ask you to do that. <laughs> she has a very firm boundary. <laughs> you know, she's like, boom. Yeah. Um, so do you find that sometimes people that get disabilities, sometimes maybe they're excited and they're like, oh, I'm seeing your aura. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this person is bad. This is this, you know, you're announcing everything to the world. Does that happen? It's really common nowadays. Yeah, really common because people are waking up very quickly and they get overzealous. Right. And they want to save the world and they want to go out and one, show everybody what they can do. And so many people now are waking up and next week they're charging two or three hundred dollars an hour and really don't know what they're doing okay mm. but like you said they they will be they're they're overzealous and they want to prove themselves and and 
save the world with its knowledge. So this is very common right now, especially with the newbies that are, are just now awakening. Yeah. And I can understand it. They're excited, you know, and they, they know that they can help people, but they need to, they need to work with it a while to figure out what they're doing because they're spewing and hurting a lot of people and, and saying things that they haven't practiced yet. Right. And I know people who, who jump, who, who get their Reiki masters on YouTube for free. And then they think they can do all this stuff and, and they get in over their heads. What do you mean they get uh, Reiki masters on online for free? Well, there, there are people now that um, are tuning people for Reiki over a YouTube two minute YouTube thing. And so some people are saying, okay, now I'm a Reiki master and they don't have a clue what they're doing. Okay. So they're not properly and trained. Some of them okay. don't even know what energy is. You know, <laughs> you can't do Reiki without feeling energy. You just can't do it. And I it's thought, scary. I thought there was like an official process to become a Reiki teacher that you have to go to somebody that's, there is, there is a Reiki master, let's say. And then, uh, and then uh, through that, you become level two. I guess that's when you become teacher. There's, because I am a Reiki master and okay. have been for 30 years, okay? Can we do it long distance? Yes, but it's, it's you, your teacher, if they're teaching you long distance, needs to be able to feel like, if I was teaching you today and had you working on someone, right. I, I could feel exactly when you touch a certain zone on that person's body. Okay. Because if you, if you're scanning a, a client, a person that you're working on as mm -hmm. you're learning, I can, I can tell you long distance between here and Slovenia when you're going to, I can do that. And that way I could teach it, but to just, not even see a person and tell them they're now a Reiki master. I, I personally think it's out of integrity. Right. But that's, that's me. But some people don't have that level of concern or whatever. Yeah. That's always a, a tough thing when, uh, when there's people that want to make money and that takes precedence over the quality of the teaching and they're probably not a good Reiki master to begin with if if they're lacking integrity <laughs> you know what I mean don't take me down that road because okay. it's very sensitive <laughs> to me we're judging my, my students and my clients know that that's that pushes a lot of buttons for me so yeah okay I don't want to take me down that road we're, we're already judging a whole gamut of people and saying this is all bad <laughs> and I don't want to okay you know, okay that's yeah. I don't want to go there. <laughs> um, just one last thing. If you want to go down this road, um, or if not, that's totally fine. So, okay. um, the recent changes, uh, starting in, um, we're just going to briefly touch on this in 2016 with, uh, the, the Brexit vote and then, uh, the Trump election seemed kind of very odd. Um, and I didn't think neither of those, well, I did think one of those was going to happen, but the Brexit, I didn't think was going to happen. And I was surprised 
Um, is that indicative of uh, a change starting to like, because um, like you said, because the, the level of consciousness is getting higher and in order for stuff to get resolved, there's more, there's, there's more things that need to be brought to light. And this is the situation that is ideal for that. Is that what happened basically? Without going into politics, that's exactly what happened. Okay. And and that's why that's why we're it's like cleaning out a closet. Right. We had to go into pull, pull everything ugly and shine a light on it. And we've really only just begun that process now. And we're not even close to it. Yeah. I think you're you're very very right on with that, Matt. Yeah. Oh, I think people, I think it's good to win on that because people, unless they know my, they, they have me on Facebook, they will not guess my politics. So that's probably good. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably better if I leave it at that. Uh, they, maybe they'll find out later. Um, so uh, where can people uh, get you if they want to get your um, services? I'm doing everything remotely now. I have, I actually started this remotely <clears throat> quite some time ago. Um, they can go to my website. That's Sherry, S-H-A-R-I, Clemens, C-L-E-M-E-N-S, energy.com, www.sherryclemensenergy.com. They can Google me up under Sherry, and Sherry's S-H-A-R-I. Or, and I'm getting ready to start a new blog. I've got an old one, but I'm going mm -hmm. to start a new one. I think that's going to be real important. Are you going to and start a YouTube? Go to my Facebook page. I've got two Facebook pages too. Are you going to start a YouTube thing as well? Like have a more social media presence? Is this popular nowadays? I'm being forced to. Yeah. <laughs> it's the new new age of promoting yourself but the good thing is 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 i think it's cheaper nowadays than it ever was so if you're if somebody has any talent in anything um you know the world is your oyster yeah i'm over the age of 30 so this doesn't come <laughs> naturally to me <laughs> i am as well actually i am as well <laughs> yeah but you're still in that age group you're still a tech yeah i've handled i've had handled technology pretty well until the last three or four years and then it went and yeah so I'm gonna have to either pay somebody brilliant my my youngest daughter has been really good about doing my website and stuff but yeah okay well thank you very much Sherry for being on the show I really uh, much enjoyed it you've and been awesome thank you Matt thank you and thank you for we'll listeners take care okay have a great day.